You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Awesome, 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 That you're awesome I'm glad I'm not a possum Cause I'm awesome And that's awesome With you Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to episode 31 of That's Awesome with Joe. I'm your host, Joe. Not a ton to talk about today, but I just want to introduce our interview before we send it over to that discussion. Um... Today we have on Philip from the band Normandy. I had to do this interview at like 7 in the morning, I think it was, um, my time because they are a band from Sweden. Um, it was actually Josh that had discovered this band. I think he said that he found them on YouTube and uh, he's been a, a big fan ever since. And, and he, it took <laughs> – I listened to it when he sent it to me and I kind of – honestly, I, I – it. I, I remember enjoying it, but I just didn't go back to it for some reason. And then right before the interview, uh, I, I listened to it a bunch, and it's awesome. Like, I have been nonstop listening to it. Um, really, really, really talented songwriter. So a younger band um, with a ton of potential. They're already getting the attention of pretty much everyone in the industry. So I think you'll probably be hearing more from them soon. And they do have an album dropping this week. I believe it's tomorrow even. We mentioned that in the interview as well. So make sure you check that out. You can find the link to that. We'll throw that in our bio or in the uh, description of the episode. Um, Yeah. So I will send it right on over to the interview with Philip from Normandy. This is hell, ashes of a fantasy. We were chasing down a dream, but now waving a white flag. So will you let it rest in peace? Let it be just a fading melody in your head. Cause I am waving a white flag. I am better Philip, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. I'm I'm trying, like as I speak, I'm trying to update my uh, parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, cool. It's yeah, all good. Um, so Philip, um, before we start, why don't we just, if, if you could just give a brief introduction of who you are, what your band is, where you're from, you know, all the all the boring stuff that we just got to get out of the way. All right. I am from IKEA land, Sweden, um, mm-hmm. sometimes referred to as Switzerland. And <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I play and I sing and I produce and I mix a band called Normandy. Um, and I don't know, we're, we're kind of not a big deal at the moment. We are sort of breaking through and we received some praise from, from people that you should receive praise from to become something i guess and it's like we're, <laughs> we're in the uh, i don't know i can i can feel something coming and i'm happy this about is it, our so, i can yeah. already tell this is going to be a great interview <laughs> <laughs> all right cool all right um so let me ask you this um why is everyone from sweden so good at writing songs 
because Max Martin. No, I, yeah, I don't I know. Do you know, do you know who that is? Yeah. Of course, dude. I, like, worship yeah. that guy. No, I, I guess it's like, I don't know. We are, we have a beautiful nature <laughs> and a lot it's of time like, and a lot of space from other people. So it's like, what should we I do think with everyone, all this inspiration? Everyone born in Sweden just has, like, is born with just the perfect pop sensibility. Mm. I'm, I'm, not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie i think every single time we go on tour people tell us that when we speak swedish it sounds like we're singing so i guess we have a bit of an advantage on that part. maybe it's point. a musical language maybe it is i'm i'm trying to figure out like what swedish sounds like to foreign ears and uh give me give me some swedish sentences I don't even know if I know what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's like, I'm not going to speak, you know. You I'm can not talk shit you about anything. me and I won't no, even no, know. It's fine. Så här låter det när man pratar svenska. Och det låter ungefär som att man pratar i melodier. Och det är väldigt mycket upp och ner. That is not what I expected. Not at all? No. Okay. I actually really like that. Wow. Yeah, you should hear Danish. <laughs> it's so, it's sort Danish. of the same, but without all the consonants. So it's like, oh, yeah. right. It sounds yeah. almost like um, I've always said, and I don't mean this in like a negative way at all. Mm-hmm. It sounds very negative, but I've always like French and in Danish um, just kind of sound like drool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to date this Danish girl and yeah, it was like becoming an issue and i really really tried i really really tried and that's after, hilarious yeah after a while it was just should we skip into english because i don't know i don't want to keep asking like can you repeat that you know yeah. i actually learned some <laughs> danish so I, i understand danish very well right now but i yeah for some reason they don't understand us so hmm. i yeah is I it it's similar it language dope. though It is, and we use the same words, but they don't use letters. <laughs> sort gotcha. Of. No, it's like, yeah, it sounds so weird. All right, well, cool, man. Let me give you a little background of mm-hmm. um, for what we know of your band, Normandy. Okay. I, sh- I, I suppose I should, I, I really got to give Josh credit here. Josh is our, my quote unquote producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he discovered you guys, Josh, was it just through YouTube you had said? Yeah, uh, the white flag live session came up hey. in my YouTube feed, and it was it like you guys are just insane. Like I watched yeah. this and I was Thank obsessed. You. So, and I, and you. I have to be honest here too. Like Josh sent me it, sent me uh, a video. I listened to it, and I remember saying this is dope. And then, honestly, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> But <laughs> like you do, then, we have like the, the we can focus for about was it thirty seconds? Or yeah, 30 I know. Minutes maybe I don't know. But once Josh booked you guys for the interview, yeah, I went back and listened, and dude, I like I, I fucking love your band. It's so Thank good. Thank like you. <laughs> I, it, the new songs are are great. Like me and Josh were texting about it this morning. It's oh. just really fucking good. And do I'm you have like a favorite from the guys. new album. Um, like I'm not gonna put yes, you on a spot here. <laughs> I do. You're like um, I. Yeah. I love Babylon. Oh, sick! I fucking Amazing. love that song. Like that. Thank you. It, it's so great, and I like you know the triplet feel and the swing mm. time, and it we just had feels to get so that good. In. And, yeah, and the chorus just like the melodically is fantastic. It's a good song, and it's it's for me. It's a bit of a relief live, I think, as well, because it's a bit lower in my register. So it's, you know, it's gonna be. Really cool to see the dynamic of the new set list that we start, you know, working on right now for the tour in October. And yeah. I think <laughs> it sounds so weird. The tour in October is such a long time left. Okay, Dude, but we we start crazy figuring out the flow of of the set list. And Babylon is like a high energy, low vocal song. Yeah. So for me to have that, I could put it like anywhere in the set list, and it's a right. bit of a relief for me, uh, singing wise. But like. You know, for a momentum of the entire set list, it could be a big booster. So yeah. I, I love that song for that reason as well. Apart right, from right. Being a good song. As a singer, I, I know why you love it for yes. sure. But the the energy in it is just yeah. great. Like I, I'm a big fan of the the feel in general of that song. I'm like a huge nerd for songwriting stuff. So mm. we'll probably nerd out Me on too. that a bunch. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go back though, because I want to uh, 
man, you mentioned a tour and that's all I want to talk about, but I'm uh, restraining. I'm restraining. We'll get to it. <laughs> we Let, let's, let's go backwards. So, um, I know you started the band in 2013. I did my research. Mm -hmm. I know right. things. Yeah. Um, what ha what was going on before that? Were you in bands before that and stuff, or was this kind oh, yeah. of your first endeavor? No, I think I started like I went on stage the first time when I was thirteen, I guess, so like fourteen maybe, and I played this beautiful flying V kind of shaped guitar, playing right. Metallica yep. stuff, mm -hmm. had you know braces and all that good stuff, and <laughs> then I started a band. Uh, called naked conspiracy uh, oh, that is so yes. good <laughs> and then yeah that's a, that I mean, is a really some good, good one uh, we always some have good videos of that oh yes we i'm gonna have to look them up we have yeah. to uh we always have people share their their first band names that <sighs> that's a, like a top three what was I it again naked conspiracy? About, yeah yeah naked conspiracy i hesitated <laughs> for about five seconds you know that's that's the language barrier for you <laughs> if you call your band <laughs> naked conspiracy you probably aren't you know english isn't your native tongue that is fantastic <laughs> let me put it that way. And were you let me this is an interesting question i feel like were you writing songs in english back then oh yeah 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 and, and but, uh, is I was that very... like standard for you guys oh it's standard well it, de it depends on what audience i've never heard a swedish metalcore band so no yeah that's mainly i think I it's because true. the entire like influence is coming from english so it would be weird to have a swedish i don't know it's a good it's question, weird though actually. because i see like when we we uh tour europe and stuff or whatever we have like italian metalcore bands and yeah you know all that stuff but I guess mm. you're right. Like the further north you go, there's less. <laughs> the I guess further north language yeah. diversity. It's true, right? Yeah, but Sweden is a very international country, and we were taught yeah. English from age I don't know nine up to mm -hmm. well forever, and it's almost like it's it's a bit it's it feels more laid back to call it a second language, but I feel that it's almost like taking over. At least my life, because obviously I'm I'm spending time songwriting on the day, and then on evenings I'm watching Netflix, and then like I'm doing these PR calls, and our entire like label team are based in the UK. So, mm -hmm. like I would actually argue that maybe eighty percent of my daily work and like communication is in English, which is pretty weird. Um, mm. So I yeah I don't know what why that is, but yeah. Well, it is what it is. Whatever. It is what um, it is. Yeah. So you were playing local in, in like smaller bands, mostly metal stuff. Yeah. And then I actually flew over to the UK and I joined a band there. And oh, really? Yeah. And, and that's when Maria, our manager in Normandy, when she reached out to me and she's like, okay, so there's a bunch of bands um, quitting now in Sweden. And I want to, like all the bands that she was working with all quit at the same time kind wow. of wow so she was like i'm tired and sick and you know i'm sick and tired of this i want right. to get i want to handle and manage a band that i feel can be something in the long run because this is you know you got to take that into con consideration that when people become what is it like 20 to 23 or something you gotta if you want to go all the way with rock music you gotta either you know, quit everything else and focus on rock music or mm -hmm. quit rock music and start focusing on whatever, like university or stuff, stuff like that. You can't really do it half and half if you want to really build something for the next 40, 50 years, if you understand right. what I mean. like Yeah, absolutely. It's an all-in kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the momentum is sort of today you can be a pop writer and still have a daytime job or whatever, because right. you can still gain momentum through like TikTok or Instagram. But as yeah. a rock artist, you need to get out there, tour and like really build a fan base, which I'm thankful for now. But sometimes you wish that rock and roll was, you know, the big thing <laughs> right now. Yeah, but it might you be know, coming it's interesting back, now. Yeah. I, I feel like it is kind of transitioning to a little that. Bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, like I do a lot of songwriting and I write mm. for a lot of other rock bands and stuff. And they, mm. I, I, I don't know, it just feels like it's becoming a little more commonplace to have more collaboration with people that are just literally sitting in their office, yeah. you know, just working Slightly out stuff. But I know what you mean. Like <laughs> rock has always been like a DIY kind of vibe, even at yeah. a high level, right? It's like a people hustle. pride themselves on that. Yeah. 
And yeah, I think it's sure. cool, like even even bands like Parkway Drive, right? Like that band has been self-managed their entire career. Yeah. But they all, and they're like all of them huge. have like side hustles as well. They own True. like a cafe or like a yeah. management company and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, right. yeah. And I know that like architects, they quit their daytime job after album, I don't know, five. So it's like mm -hmm. you, you need to understand that, you know, as a pop artist, you can break through with one song and then the label can like give you advances until you're dead, basically. But right. as a rock band, you sort of don't have that opportunity unless you sign with Sony for some reason. Right. Like there's not going to be any label out there that's going to give you a, a million dollars to live from the next 10 years, you know. No, Because and it's, if there's a big gamble, we got to find them so we can get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's go back. So, you mm -hmm. went to the UK, joined a band. Joined the band, got the text from Maria, our manager. She's like, "Yeah, I want to put together this this band that's never going to quit. And <laughs> that's actually going to become something from Sweden, blah blah blah, break through the mold, all that good stuff." So, this uh, was kind of a project that was conceived before members were even involved oh yeah it was a bit of a like a super band or whatever you want to call it like not yeah. that us members were anything else than just ordinary people but it was but a way we for her to like, selected. yeah i was doing these youtube cover videos and i think i had something like twenty thousand subscribers and like i was i yeah. was actually doing yeah yeah man <laughs> i was actually doing something and then like the drummer was another cool dude and the guitarist had been in tw two bands that have been touring sweden for a while so it's like instead of building from scratch she wanted to find a way to just you know jump start a project right. uh, so we started that we were six members and a couple of years later we were three <laughs> but you know people leave <laughs> they don't like yeah they don't like touring or they don't think it's going to be there in the long run or economically was it that like that they, they didn't like the touring yeah like the first two members left because they either like missed their girlfriends didn't like touring like right. the, the touring that i'm talking about is like You know, six boys in a bus, right? Sweating through five types of underwear in about five weeks. Yeah, uh, you're just like, it. yeah, and you know, you get home to your girlfriend. It's just like questioning your entire existence, basically. Dude, uh, I did that for a, yeah. a very long time before yeah. joining this band, so I totally get it. Yeah, and that's when you quit, unless you see and, you know, like the big waves coming up, then you basically quit. Well, you know, I I kind of think it's. It's interesting to talk about like, quote unquote, you know, the touring lifestyle and how mm. uh, some people love it and some people don't. But I yeah. do think that like, you know, because I've experienced many different levels of touring. You yeah. know, I was, I've been playing for 10 people a night and now I'm playing for 2000 a night or whatever. Yeah. And it it it's t it's totally different experiences. But the. The things that are hard about it, there's a lot of common ground everywhere. And it's and yeah. it's not necessarily like not having the money or not having like a bunk and everything. And, and th those are mm. like really great things. But like yeah. the being away from home and, you know, the idle time where you're not sure what to do and being in a different parking lot every day, mm. it, can, it I totally can. I love it, but I can yeah. see how people get burnt out on it very very quickly and a lot of people like aspiring musicians don't realize or don't fully grasp the concept of what it is to be on tour like it's not like a party all the time it can be yeah yeah but it's not all the time i'm a right? bit divided if if i like it or not and i i am getting more and more into like a bit of a luxury touring situation And mm -hmm. I like, because I like my own space. I like being alone very much. I do too. I do uh, too. So as long as I can have that and like the, the past tours we've done have been in Nightliners and it's been a nice thing to just be able to, you know, just cover the, what do you call right. it? Like the, the curtains and just yeah. put in a he headphone and sleep throughout the day because you're moving uh, all the time. So yeah, right. instead of, you know, having that self-drive, because that's hustling really. To drive yeah. overnight yeah. to the next venue to then just have a sandwich and start playing again. That's what was the what, I, what I was never the roughest tour? <laughs> the roughest tour. We bought a van for about three thousand euros, so three thousand dollars kind of. Uh, mm -hmm. not a not a sustainable situation. We started touring and it was about three weeks in and the tour itself was about four weeks. So we were coming into the finish and 
yeah, the van just quit on us first in Slovenia, and we had to spend the night in minus 10 degrees Celsius. Um, yeah, and then the, we got it fixed the day after. But, you know, like sometimes you, if you're asking to get the van fixed at 11 in the night mm -hmm. and somebody doesn't, like they don't speak your language and they just see a pile of cash, you're right. not going to get your van fixed properly. So the day right. after it broke down again, we slept another night in minus 10 degrees. I lost my voice, like, you know, obviously. And we had to cancel for the rest of the the rest Ugh. of the tour. So, and we were like, okay, but that's a bummer. And then we drove home and the van broke down on the way home in Switzerland. And in Switzerland, everything is expensive. Yeah. And yep. so even like, you know, trying to get it fixed would be 3,000 more euros and even like even we considered trashing the van like just you know uh, leave it to a what do you call it demolisher <laughs> yeah a dump uh, or something yeah just dump it but that would be more expensive that would be like right. four thousand euros god that so the, sucks. yeah so the deal we made was with a car dealer in sweden we were like you can get the car for free if you fly down with a mechanic and just fix it and drive it home and our insurance covered us uh so we can get like rental cars and drive home and that entire tour is just like just a big fucking mess and it's one out of maybe three similar situations we've been in so like yeah we've had really bad van stories which is why i sleep so well in a nightliner nowadays yeah we, we've had yeah. those too the amount of times that we've had a mechanic <sighs> fix our van on the side of the road or yeah we had to get a new transmission put in before oh, a show like all worst. that kind of shit is just, it's a nightmare yeah and it's, like it, i i have a reg regular car now when i drive back and forth to the studio and like every single time that a service lamp or light comes on it could be like the you know the washing fluid is out and the service lamp comes out i'm like fuck in hell I like i have shivers down my spine yeah I, of that I literally sound. just went through that last week i had to dish out a big chunk of change for my car it sucked. oh my god yeah having a car sucks but sometimes you need it yeah um but the, yeah right. i could just finish up the story about normandy and oh, then, yeah, yeah yeah so we we released the first album and a, a label in the states contacted us and was like oh well, we want to sign you we know the album is out can we delay it here in the states oh yeah it was about two weeks before the album was out ingus the first album Got it. um so yeah we released it in the states and self-released in the rest of the world and it picked up momentum and went really well i think it streamed about like the entire album streamed something like 10 million. And then yeah. we we were contacted by the label that we're uh, signed to right now, which is called Easy Life Records. Mm -hmm. And they're like Exony and stuff like that. So, and now they've handled White Flag and, and now Dark and Beautiful Secrets. So, and I think like there's been a, some, you know, pivotal moments where we've seen some actual progress. And like one of them was when we were, um, we were main support for Yellow Card, the old legendary Yellow Card. Yeah, that's uh, that huge. I, you know, soundtrack to all the the amped games that I played when I was a kid right. playing yeah. snowboard. Uh, so open, like main support, not even opening, but main support in throughout Europe in front of four thousand people every night. And that's when we had one album, and we wow. just came from these situations where we had to, you know, we we, we left the car in Switzerland, and the next tour we were playing in front of four thousand people. So. There was That's some, pretty nuts, huh? You know, you need some of the light to be able to see, you know, to look further than the, the broken down car. And How I, did I you think, end up yeah. on that tour? Um, we were friends with the, the other, like, they were doing this world tour. And they did the States and Asia, I think, in Australia and then Europe. And the band that was supposed to be main support in Europe are friends of ours. And they're called Like Torches. And uh, they were good friends with Yellow Card. Mm -hmm whatever but they couldn't do the european legs so they just mentioned to ryan key that oh you should bring normandy instead that's another swedish act and it's like yeah sure yeah this sounds cool and he contacted us and to really seal the deal we flew him over to sweden to hang out and like you know write some music barbecue and whatever and so ryan was with us for about three days before he flew back to to the states Nice. That's and pretty that, cool. That kind of se sealed the deal. That's the first time I actually networked <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. It's a pretty weird uh, feeling, isn't it? It is so weird. But yeah. I mean, this is, is this things that you got to do to make right. it work. Yeah.
Otherwise, yeah, you're just sure. releasing music to nobody. You need right, to start right. networking and making sure dude, that you actually reach people. You get it. I would tell, I'm I trying to it. tell my buddy that. I'm like, dude, you can't <sighs> keep releasing music to just your friends. You got to yeah. find new people to hear it. It's yeah. like, stop releasing shit and focus on finding <sighs> people to show it to. Yeah, you're wasting songs. You're wasting right. good songs. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, that's pretty sick, though. Yellow Card, that was their farewell tour? Yeah, it was the farewell tour, Damn, which means dude, every single tour. night was just hyped. It was so yeah. hyped. How was the response? Great. I mean, it was Germany and England, and everybody told us, like, oh, the UK is going to suck for you. They don't like new people, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> just, you know, just as a reference point for whatever we're going to experience for the next uh, next week. But we flew out, and we did, like, some legendary venues, like the Shepherd's Bush, mm. like, in, in London, which is a... Uh, was yeah. it four floors, kind of like an opera house. And Very cool. We managed to do the Ritz in Manchester and Palladium in Cologne. And that was like four and a half thousand indoors. Wow. Yeah. Wild. I, that was amazing. Um, but I I, I'm going to save some of the tour stories for later because <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't all good and nice. It was also a bit of a like... We weren't ready for that tour, to be honest. But got yeah. it, got it. One a learning experience. Learning experience. Learning while doing in front of four thousand people, for right. sure. <laughs> yeah, been there. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite country to tour in? Mm, I think the UK has become a favorite to me because yeah. everybody told us that it shouldn't work, but it's you know it's just the best. I think that I and agree Germany. With you. I, dude, I was gonna say Germany. Yeah. My, I think is my number one. Yeah, but Germany is like you expect it to be crazy, and then it is crazy. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I guess sure, you're it's, right. It's but really like, nice, but, but when whenever the UK we tour there, shows, yeah, but when we play like London, and and it oh, becomes man, a so ma fun. mosh mania, and like crowd surfs throughout the entire set. That's like yeah. when when you actually start, you know, questioning whether we have something special or if London has sort of exceeded their, you know, all the expectations, and it's it's yeah. really cool. So I that, think I, Germany I think for me, yeah. I'm a little bit biased because <laughs> um, our first headliner in Europe, um, we didn't take out any support. It was just us. Mm -hmm. And actually, we we added a band. I, God, the name of it is escaping me. I feel so, oh, Awake the Dreamer, and I think they're from oh, Sweden. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, a little bit. So a little bit. Yeah, we had them on like five or six days of that after. Uh, mm. tickets were already sold and everything but we were just like we didn't know <laughs> what to expect yeah and germany is just i i couldn't believe the response with no <laughs> support and shows selling out before where'd you play what's I can't remember. Remember. The, the best yeah. it was actually at the at the time it was our biggest most attended headlining show ever was ah, in was in munich nice. i think oh yeah cool yeah and it, it yeah. sold out like I think it was 1400, I want to say. Oh, man. Um, but That's like great. that was just a huge surprise to us. So like that memory to me yeah. is I think why. And also I just have these memories. I love German fans so much. They're <laughs> yeah. the best because they're so honest, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. honest. The it's amount so of times good. that you you're you're just holding back the tears. <laughs> but Dude, one guy yeah, came they're trying up to be to nice. Me. Yeah, he came up to me and he goes I really love the last album a lot. I don't like the new one though. Oh, oh! <laughs> and then, right he, and in then the he bought a bunch of merch. Like he was a fan. Yeah, but like he just wanted to tell me. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, there's something with the language, or I don't. I know. love it. It's like yeah, I love everything, single thing about it. It's also like beneficial because if you say jump, they jump. If you say like you know scream, they scream. Mm -hmm. Whereas, whereas if you say like jump to a UK crowd, they're gonna look around and be like, "Is everybody else gonna jump?" Because if well, not, dude, wait till you play uh, LA and try to get the crowd to do stuff. <laughs> Thing is, we're a foreign band, so I think they're gonna be a bit more open to it. As as far You're as probably I probably right, I, as I know, it's like, oh, they're from Sweden, very cool. I'm gonna check them out. You're whereas right. If you're, you're a local right. band, they're like, oh, another you know try hard band. Actually, blah, blah, blah. that I went and saw Refused in the Hives. <laughs> Yes, in in last last year or maybe the year before in yeah. LA, and it was unbelievable. Mm. That crowd was great, but generally, right. I will say, um, 
the LA crowds have been difficult. Not in that that like we always do great shows here, but they're just not as lively. Yeah, I would say you know? it's kind of like Sweden. You won't is get it? the Swedish crowd jumping. See, no, we've no, never no. played Sweden. I, I, I mm. I'm like desperate to go to Sweden. That. There's a reason why you haven't come up. Really? Yeah. I want to go so bad, though. It's beautiful, and it's... Well, it's going to be a big, like... You're not going to make money from it, but it's going to be worth it if you can go, like, at least, you know, plus money zero. I, if, dude, so I'm, like, I a big know. outdoors dude, and I don't mind the cold. Oh, and I love just the woods and, like, mountains and shit, mm. you know? Yeah, so it's like, probably minus 40 Fahrenheit right now. Is, is that correct? Wait, when, uh, not minus 40. <laughs> I was going to say, minus, that's really fucking yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah, that's really cool. Wait, it's minus 10 Celsius or 15 so Celsius. So it's probably around, around like 15 or something. Um, okay, minus yeah. 10 Celsius to Fahrenheit. I'm going to look. 14. 14. Okay, well. Not bad. No, yeah, so it's pretty cold, and I've I've invested in like a North Face jacket and Dr. Martin boots. There you and, go. Yeah, and one of those Russian hats that he looked I like. Have, a I have squirrel. two of those. I fucking love those hats. Oh, I brought them out last week, and I'm they're not great. regretting that. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, so let's go through uh, a little more Normandy history. So you did the yeah. yellow card tours. What year was that? Uh, 2016. It was the same year we released the first album. Got it. So, so you released the first start. album, dude. Mm. That is a great start. That's, That's great nuts. Start. Yeah. To do your first tour after the album to 4,000 people a night. Um, we did a uh, small release tour, kind of in front of maybe 100, maybe 200 something a night in Europe. Well, that's not that bad was a, either. It was up and down, you know, everything from 40 people in a German bar to 250 right. in in Czech Republic. So it's like, yeah, you know those tour right yeah yeah that's not bad either though no it's that's cool. pretty good um and then to go straight into yellow card that's that's yeah. nuts and that so made us guys... gain a lot of momentum in those cities as well they became kind of like key cities um, oh i would imagine yeah yeah like london and cologne yeah that's great and then you you eventually toured with ryan again right yeah he supported us <laughs> or like we we did because he was you know they broke up jello card and he started his own ventures and he asked us if we should do another tour where we do like a co-headline situation but as he was only doing uh, acoustic guitar he didn't see that it would be good like beneficial for him to go up after us you know sweating right. down the entire place crowd surfing and all that good stuff so right. he actually you know, he played before us every night, which is a good sign of uh, him, you know, being very, what do you call it? Humble. He right. was very humble in that regard. Like he knew well, that he just, he'd been touring obviously... for about 30 years, but he yeah. still said like, oh, I'll play before you guys. It's fine. Yeah, I think he, yeah. he he's someone that clearly respects and appreciates the um, the actual show itself. Yeah. Right. Not as much like this show is about me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Um, he knew so that people were gonna. Then? He knew that people were gonna sing along to Ocean's Avenue either way. Oh, of you course. know, right, yeah. right, absolutely. So ever ever since then, we released White Flag, which, I mean, there's some really really good stories about why that album not blew up, but I mean, like the song White Flag hit nine yeah. million streams the other day, yeah. and it's the album is something like twenty five million, nuts. and Congrats, and to dude. be a yeah, thank you, and to be a Swedish band signed to a pretty new small english label and to have that kind of success i mean so i i want to say first like the the songs are good and the song white flag has something good i'm not gonna like try to deny that but we got a really good head start with that album as well so we we didn't have any pr team and we didn't do any like well i barely did any interviews for that album mm -hmm. uh but we released First single went pretty good, released the second single, which was White Flag. And that is when Spotify stepped in. So Alison Hagendorf found us through a friend on Instagram. And for some reason, she DM'd us. Do you know who Alison Hagendorf is? I don't. She's the head of rock on Spotify. So she's oh, like wow, the, yeah. the boss's boss of boss. And she's, you know, she's so cool. She's doing the um, the New Year's show on Times Square. Like she's been doing all those crazy stuff. Like she's wow. the biggest. 
and she found us <laughs> 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, she found us and DM'd us. It's like, you are good. Really, really, really good. She heard the white flag single and she just said like, is there any management or something that I can contact? And we're like, yeah, sure. So she contacted the management and the label sort of in like a CC situation email. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear anything else like until four weeks after that. And she's added us to the Rock This playlist, which is like 4 million That's followers. Huge. That is, That's it is, huge. It's the biggest thing you can have in playlisting with rock yeah. music. And you know, that's a big thing for us. And, and that's a big thing for anyone. That's <laughs> yeah. a big thing for us. I mean, it's it's really you kind of just wait for that to happen again. But I'm I'm never ever gonna expect it or like rely on that to be a release factor. Like we're gonna end up on rock this, blah, blah, blah. But she put us on rock rock this. And the thing is, when people end up, when bands end up on Rock This, we we looked this up because there were other bands on that list. They stayed for about four, maybe six weeks, if it was like Bring Me the Rise or whatever, some of the bigger acts. Mm-hmm. We were on that list thanks to her. I don't know why she did it. Maybe because we're Swedish and like we were small and she wanted to help out and the song was good. But we were on that list for something like 20 weeks. Wow. Yes. And like... The song just went through the roof, streaming-wise, obviously. But then we've looked back now, because when we tell this story, people are like, okay, no wonder why you have 9 million streams on that single. And I, you know, in Spotify artist page, you can look up the streams and where the streams come from and whatever. And that Rock This playlist gave us 1 million streams. So I'm I'm happy that it didn't, you know, that it didn't give us all the streams. Yeah, and it's so. But also, who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a way for me to feel like okay. No, no, no. I know for you. That song was made by the guys. Yeah, yeah. That it's oh no wonder. It's like yeah, that's why we wanted it. That's right? a funny like, thing no as shit. well. It's like some of the German interviews we do. It's like, oh, you stream well, very, very well, but do you feel like you have real fans? <laughs> and it's, it's so <laughs> German to say that, but it's, yeah, <laughs> I guess they're like they're planting it. a seed in my head where it's like, okay, so do we actually have any fans? But now, now we know. But it, at that point, it was like, okay, so is this album blowing up or is it just Spotify? Are we piggybacking on you know on Spotify playlisting and? And uh, just seeing that after that playlist, we had 1 million streams on the, on the song, but it kept going. And uh, it was just, uh, I don't know if we should, I don't know. I, I want to thank Alison, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, she has given us something that I'm afraid that we'll never ever see again. Well, dude, <laughs> like if being it means on that anything... playlist for 20 weeks, it's like, it's never going to happen. I mean, I listened to a bunch of your shit, right? Yeah. I, I can totally see the progression of your band. Like I, I can, oh, I really you. think that the newest songs are going to do so much for you. Like thank I can't you. imagine you guys not like blowing up even more than you already have from these. I, th- I think they're fucking awesome. Thank you, man. So, but it's I, like, I, I, you know that if you're not touring, you, it's a, the only thing you have is like statistics when you're not touring i know it sucks right yeah so you're you're sitting there watching like monthly listeners and whatever and yeah but i'm I'm trying to shy away and like look away from that kind of stuff Uh, especially because that you know that happened and i don't ever want to sit and wait and update rock this playlist every week to hope that hostage is going to end up there or whatever so i'm trying to look forward to the release that's in a week and like i don't know when this is coming up but yeah i'm I'm just trying to enjoy the moment sort of and you know prepare for touring i guess because that again because that's going to be crazy well let's talk about the new release um sure so this was a you you self-produced this I've produced all the records we've done, but this time I actually went further and I mixed the entire record as well. Dude, it sounds amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy with it because it was a bit of a, we had some extra time, you know, thanks to Corona. Mm -hmm. So I tried a mix. I tried mixing Jericho and I sent it to the label. We had a mixer who did White Flag and Ingus as well. So he did Jericho as well. And we AB'd those two. And it wasn't a matter of like what mix was best because both mixes were like really good i'm happy with with my initial mix on that song and i'm happy i'm happy with his mix as well but it it we had a moment where we actually talked about this and it, it became so clear to me that if the mixes are both good 
we need to pick the one that sounds the most like Normandy is supposed to sound right. like. So now yeah. we have an album, we have a product that came from our own demoing. We haven't had any other songwriters on the on the songs. We produced it ourselves. We mixed it ourselves, which means that from demoing to mixing, like the final product, everything they hear, every single sound, every single you know twist of a knob to make the vocals go wider or whatever, everything is Normandy. So we cannot hide anymore behind right. a, you know, a, a bad mix or we cannot. Right. And you're you know, fully communicating your ideas at that point, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. If we would have somebody else mix it, it, it might sound better, but that's just going to be his or hers interpretation of what they right. think that we want to sound like. Yeah. And it's just it dawned upon me that for the first time ever, we have a product that we can stand behind and go like, if you like this, you like our band. If you don't like this. I don't know. <laughs> we need to find yeah. a new mixer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. How long have you been it's doing just that? really cool. Uh, mixing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Since I started being better at producing <laughs> and it became mixes. See, I I'm mean, like, it's you know, been I, a natural I, process. That when the productions on the demo starts to sound like mixes, that's when you know you should dude, try to take a leap I'm, of faith. That, that's been my quarantine too. It's like I told you before, I do, I do a lot of writing. Yeah. But it's always been like I have just been at the level of production where I can like fully communicate my ideas. But this yeah. quarantine, just with the extra time, I've just been mixing everything too, just training myself. It's so great. I get it. Same yeah. shit. It's so good. And it's actually just, you know, you just got to take a leap of faith. And also right. you need to, you know, A, B with current mixes. And I, I still haven't made up as my mind if I enjoy it. To, well, yeah, oh, yeah. There might come a time, you know, I I think it's a matter of like, not, I know that our mix isn't as good as the new post, what, what is post human, blah, 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 bring me the rise of record. I, that's I, mixed by, I have no critique of your mixes. I, I thought they amazing. sounded fantastic. Thank you, man. But it's like, just it sounds when really I, cool. Like, okay. So Dan Lancaster contacted me the other he day. He is uh, like my idol. Yeah. So he, yeah, I know mine too. So he, he his sent solo me a DM. stuff is fucking unbelievable. It is crazy. It's ridiculously good. Yeah, but he he sent me a DM saying like I love the new tracks and I love the mix. Who did it? And I was like, me, I did it. <laughs> it's like, no way. That's so cool. I love it. Blah blah blah. And he, we started texting back and forth. And I was like, is this this is the best sort of like receipt? Yeah, that the mixes actually sound good. If he can say that the mix sounds good, that's gonna be everything for me. Like I don't give a fuck what my mom says about the mix. Right. <laughs> I care what Dan says. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Dan <laughs> yeah. is the king. <laughs> Dude, he's amazing. His songwriting and just everything. I love the way he puts together vocal phrases. Yeah, he's it is great. Crazy. The melodic work on that guy. That's pretty wild, man. So you're getting recognition from all across the board. You found. Yeah. That's, Don't that's get great. me name dropping here, but that's like the, if Spotify playlisting was the big thing for White Flag, the the famous people sliding into DMs is the one on this album. I, I yeah, I'm I'm blown away, and it's it's something for me to just cherish. On yeah, on my so own when like, when yeah. does the album drop? Uh, well, next Friday, so next the nineteenth. Yeah. So a week from a week from now, basically. So why don't we um. I know we should be planning this not in the middle of the episode, but um, we'll drop this episode the day before. Yeah, that would be amazing. Cool. That would be so really next cool. Thursday. So next Thursday. Actually, yeah, so it'll be the day before. The, so the album comes out tomorrow. Yes! <laughs> and we're, does, we're gonna, right? We'll link the, the pre-save and everything in the episode Thank bio. You. So yeah, if you're listening on. to this, go pre-save it right now. Yeah. You're the final Funny. few. Shame. Here we go. The final Shame. few. <laughs> yeah. But they're your new favorite band. Heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> the first man is sure. Yeah, it's, it feels really cool. It feels great. And we're gonna we've booked a dinner at like a semi Michelin restaurant, but it's also it's called Punk Royale, and it's basically they pour vodka straight into your mouth and <laughs> you eat Russian caviar okay. from the table. It's like, but it's still like high culinary. I would experience. like to go there. Sounds really cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're gonna celebrate the the album release. That's great. Quarantine um, style. Yeah. And and you got you said you have a tour booked. We have a tour booked. It's been booked for a while now, to be honest. Right. Um, uh, what's the tour? Yeah. 
uh, it's a European slash UK tour. Um, like our favorite cities, and it's well everything from you know Manchester, London, uh, Munich, Cologne, Berlin, mm -hmm. all that you know, all the good stuff, and all the way down to. I don't think we're doing Italy and France this time around. Uh, I think we're doing Vienna. That's about as south as we'll go, and then like Prague, Czech Republic stuff. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think we're talking about Russia around the same time, and then a Have little you bit done of Russia Sweden. Before? No, it's the first time we had everything like booked for Russia. We uh, did too, but then Corona came. So yep, same thing. Same for us. Man, oh well, isn't that a bummer? It's a bummer, man, but I'm glad to hear you guys got something on the books. I think you'll probably be back to touring far before we will here. I am actually, yeah, I'm semi-vaccinated. I've got the first oh, are you? shot. Yeah, you I did. got the first shot. How's that yeah. going where you are? Uh, it's going pretty well, I think, but I think they'll be done by summer. So yeah, we're I don't, not going to be yeah, done we'll for a while. It is, an, it is a mess. Dude, my best hope is to get one in like June right now. I don't yeah. think that we'll be back till next summer no me neither like not on full scale i think what might happen is they downscale the venues to like 100 cap and right. we'll just have to take you know we won't we won't come home richer than we left the building but well hopefully we'll have people realize sweaty though, experience. you know like how valuable live entertainment is and you know if they have to scale down venues i would i would anticipate ticket prices going up yeah and you right. can as well you can do like two nights back to back as well mm -hmm. which is pretty yeah. fun so yeah uh, it might be, It'll a be interesting tour. to see interesting to yeah. see how it how it rolls out and, and especially plenty, in different parts of the world yeah there's plenty of ways to do it we just have to accept the situation are other bands but, already playing in your area at all uh no no not here no they they yeah. were up uh, like last summer they had like 50 uh, people in the crowd like that was the the max but now it's down to eight just for mm -hmm. i don't know for the sake of it just to get rid of this stuff really right right Ugh, nightmare yeah nightmare. hopefully soon hopefully yeah it's just the, the thing that i was looking forward to the most this summer was festivals we were finally doing like we've we've been crossing off the list of uk festivals for some reason but, but well probably because the label is there and everything but it's which ones were you, you know, doing We've so far we've done download Reading Leeds uh, 2000 trees and now we were doing Slam Dunk. Uh, oh fuck, man! Yeah, we're I doing know. Slam Dunk. You're doing Slam Dunk this year. Well, yeah. so you probably know all about that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't do. think they've actually gone out with all the stuff about that yet. But you probably received no. the emails about it then. Then we'll I see have you there. It, but I I did hear about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you there. Well, that'd be cool. cool. Yes, that rules. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, do you think you'll ever get over to the U.S. so I can see you play? Oh, there's there's plans for that. We're talking oh, I'm sure. to a bunch of people, you know. Very like, cool. Like always, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, man. Well, did we miss anything? A bunch of stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to be said. I know. It's so funny about podcasts, though, because I've, I've stopped listening to music since maybe three, four years ago when I started like doing production full time. And I stopped like I stopped listening to music in my free time. I listen every Friday to like the new Music Friday list and whatever. Yeah. But then I really got into podcasts and I listened to podcasts maybe you know, two, three hours a day. That's me too. In commuting and whatever, and between between bouncing stuff, uh, and it's just become this amazing platform to just have conversations. And like this could this could easily have been an interview, but it feels more relaxed and doesn't feel like you're you right. know throwing questions in my face. If I'm being honest, I kind of selfishly started this podcast because I knew I wasn't going to have the social interaction that I wanted oh, yeah. this year, right? Oh, okay. So I wanted a place where I could force my friends to talk to me. But um on top of that, I mean just meeting new people and hearing like cool stories has been awesome. Yeah. For sure. Man. Like it's, it's the best. And and you know there's a lot of content out there right like there have been so many podcasts started during this time that like there's an abundance of pe people being interviewed on podcasts and sharing their stories that there's, oh. it's just, I, I love it right now. Like there's, I've, yeah, I, still I listen it. to the interviews with people that I've had on, on other podcasts just to oh. see what other stuff, <laughs> you know, they have after I hear how interesting their stories are in general, you know? Yeah. yeah I get it. Um, all right, dude. So look, let's go into 
tour story stuff. Tour story. Tour okay. story territory. Yeah. Tour story territory. I know you've already told some. Yeah, but that's like the good stuff. Right. Um, like the happy moments. Uh, well, we, yeah. Except we for the van shit. Yeah, the van shit. Right. What? Do you just want me to rant? <laughs> You can rant. You can you can give me. You, you don't. You can do more than one. It doesn't matter. And I'll probably try. Usually, what happens is we end up just sharing them back and forth here. Because oh, okay, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Because you'll tell mean. me one, and then I'll think of one, and then that. You know. Yeah, it's just there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, there's. Well, the thing is, like, it's it it's so boring to talk about oh we drank so much or we did that kind of thing and we did this we smoked this <laughs> and whatever and it's you know because everybody has those stories and not everybody can can handle it and that's when it becomes funny and it's like oh he passed out before the show right wow, right, crazy right, right dude but it's been a bit of like food poisoning going on Ooh. and we've yeah yeah stuff like that i threw up just on stage uh in really uh, yeah in leeds on the yellow card tour Oh my god, that's uh, well, awful. just side, yeah, just side stage, walking up to oh, the I, stage. Um, it's like right, so on, I actually, right in the middle of the yeah, stage. Yeah, some people, yeah, some people saw it, some people didn't. But yeah, and it, but the show was cool. And I mean, it, there was yeah, the Palladium show that I mentioned before, um, right before that was one of the first tour we did with in-air systems, and mm -hmm. we had this rack unit on stage as you shouldn't, um, and it was you know massive subs. And the computer handling our backing track oh. system was stood on that rack mm -hmm. unit and, you know, the shaking and everything. So that was one of the things with that night. The the entire backing track with click tracks and everything just skipped 10 seconds oh, God. It, in the middle of a song. Um, oh, man, that's brutal. That's really brutal. And, you know, in front of 4,500 something people right. trying to introduce yourself as the next thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that happened before that show was that we were walking up backstage, well, side stage, and we put it, you know, we we put the inners in and we turned on the systems and there was this tuning bass guitar being looped in our ears. It sounded like it was, it was a loop for sure. There wasn't somebody tuning the, a bass guitar, but it sounded like, a, you know, just a boom, huh. boom, boom. That's interesting. Boom. Um. And that went on for the entire show in our what? ears. Yeah. And you couldn't just rescan? We did the rescan. So we postponed the show about two, three minutes. We skipped one song. And uh, yeah, it was like tight deadlines and everything. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah we I couldn't be the bond. You couldn't ask right. for about five extra minutes. Uh, right. Yellow Card were playing two and a half hours. So that wasn't really wow. something. Yeah, I know. Farewell tour. <laughs> But Holy yeah, shit. so we, we restarted all the systems. Uh, we, you know, we talked to the the engineers uh, from Yellow Card to turn off their systems and everything. Nothing worked. It was a big venue though, so I think like there was venues both below and mm. on the side mm -hmm. of that venue. They right. might have done some testing or whatever of systems because it sounded really like a testing signal. Yeah. Something you play to just see if you get signal. Um, so that was a bit disturbing. This is, a, I actually like this topic because yeah. uh, in years I've always been mm -hmm. like a big struggle for bands that yeah. people just don't even know what it is and what we're talking about. Oh, no. Right. No. So like in years, that's like when you see people with the headphones in on stage, you're hearing whatever you want in your ears. So like my in-ear mix has my vocal the louder than anyone else's vocal, yeah. right? And stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. But especially at like festivals or like what you're talking about, big venues with multiple rooms, people are fighting for those frequencies. So you'll get a yeah. lot of like weirdness in your ears sometimes. Yeah. It's the, if you don't sometimes it. it's the best sometimes it's the worst and like even like i don't know we played a festival i think it was leeds festival and you know i just lost the entire backing track and click track and everything mm -hmm. in the middle of a song and like yeah. what do i do so happily on a festival that magnitude like i think it was a, a tent with three thousand something people and if you're on that type of size of stage the stage is actually going to be very quiet right so i could i could just remove one of my in-ears so i could hear my own voice and then i i knew the key of the song 
and I just needed to follow our drummer. So that was pretty fine. Like it, I managed to get through the song and I switched mm -hmm. pack with, with our drum tech that was behind the stage and then I was good to go. Uh, but in other situations, when you play like a tight 150, 150 cap venue, the people are going to be louder than anything else. Right. Uh, so that's when it becomes a real issue. And that has yeah. happened, of course, as well. And you just, you blow your voice, basically. That's what happens. That's why you right. use inners to start off with. It's like, you shouldn't use excessive force. Exactly. You shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't blow your voice. And Right. If you lose sure. your inners, you don't have any wedges or anything. So it's, right, yeah. right. I had this one show we played yeah. that in the middle of the set, some other band must have turned on their rig. And mm. all I could hear in my ears was someone being like, check, check, check. Oh, oh I, I can't hear it. What's going on? Check. I can't hear it in my ears. And it was just in my ears the whole time. Was it one of the opening bands? Like, was it a festival I think it or was a, a gig? Like, it was a festival. And it I think it, I don't know for sure, but mm. I think it was like, I think it might have been um, um, Kill Switch. Oh, shit. Or, or Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> I'm not entirely you're like, sure. I'm trying to stay thankful here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Who's i'm trying to sing and someone's just like it's so loud too it really oh, was yeah. like they were cupping it's always mic. so loud yeah it's, it's oh, so always funny. overpowering yeah because all you need vocalists need to have your vocal so fucking loud <laughs> it drives me crazy yeah i actually <laughs> accidentally swapped pack once with our bass guitarist he did not enjoy that show oh i did God, i did yeah, i can sing on key even if i don't hear my own voice and uh -huh. it's like i you know i get the resonance in my cheekbone kind of and i yeah, i can yeah. stay on pitch See, um, I actually do. I, I do a similar thing. Like when I, I, I started doing this on our last tour, I actually yeah. turned my vocal off in my ears yeah. because just having my ears blocked was enough for me to just hear my voice in my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to that so that it's becoming more of a me having my inner system on like one or two. Basically, right. so I hear the click and I hear the track and I know what key it is. But it's like walking around in your own living room and singing. Exactly. It's so yeah. you're so chilled, and right. that that is it is I don't know. That's it's a the game only changer. way. It really yeah, it's is game a game changer. It's the only way you could sing for an hour every single night for four weeks in a in a row. It's like yeah, those bands that still just use around. monitors. Like I w I saw the Food Fighters know. maybe two years ago. Oh. And they're just using stage, like they're like straight up just rock and roll, no click, no backing tracks. Yeah, you know, monitor, as long as he's it's just quiet enough the whole time. on stage. I, I guess his wedges are pretty loud, though. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I, I, I would guess he has tinnitus. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's been playing loud music for a long time. Yeah, Nirvana sure. didn't use earplugs. Mm -mm. No, no, I no. doubt it. Um, yeah, well, listen, the, dude. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> no, no problemo. This was uh, this was great. Uh, a lot of good info, a lot of great stories. I'm super stoked about your band, man. I really am. Thank like, you. I can't wait to see what what happens over the next year, and um, I'll be following, and and we'll we'll definitely keep in touch for sure. Yeah, man. We're um, like sitting here in our igloos in Sweden, and we're looking at the world, and we just want to get out there. We want to go to to the states, and we want to go to Australia. We just want to get out there. So we're still right. in our womb, kind of, but yeah, uh, me we, too. we see things on the horizon, and, and people like you reaching out is, you know key oh, for dude. Us well to yeah grow. absolutely and i appreciate you you being available and coming on and and your music and everything so before we wrap up um do you want to just share where people can find your band your personal socials youtube stuff all that yeah so we're on well you could just google normandy band like everybody right. else it's the mm -hmm. way to do it you'll find the spotify you'll find whatever we do you'll find all the cool interviews and stuff like this mm -hmm. and uh, yeah just google normandy band make sure to don't like don't google just normandy because it's the f biggest region in france <laughs> right it's right. where the the d-day happened in the world war ii so you're just gonna find some old war memorabilia so google normandy band and you're all right. set cool man well, thank you again. This was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, remember, album out tomorrow, even though it's not actually yes. tomorrow. But yes. tomorrow as this episode airs. And yes. yeah, that's it. 
Thank you. Thanks again, man. <laughs> the city sleeps and I'm awake. I'm stuck in conversation. My mind is running red lights to escape this situation. I hold my breath and bite my tongue. Pretend I'm playing. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.